Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's 1137. Big Joe Klein, owner of Corky's Barbecue, has decided to stick around and get some cooking tips from Michael Felder. So I hope Michael brings it strong today. Bring some, you know, sauces and some, you know, some of the, I'm on some fancy, fancy. He needs his own cooking channel. I'm telling you. And fancy I, talk. I respect. I mean, I have a lot of respect for my own game, but I do learn a lot watching Michael. I mean, the dude was like, I mean, one minute he's smoking something, the next thing you know, he's throwing up pizza. I'm like, the guy's all over the place. He's remarkable. He's a, he's a, he's a. He's, he's well versed. Yeah, he's he's well rounded, Joe. He's a well rounded human being. He is. He is. And like, no, he just doesn't know everything about football. He also knows. He has about a, cooking. A, a, other things in his life. He does. Up. Me, I'm a no-trick pony. I'm still looking for that one thing. <laughs> Michael, welcome back. I want you to know we got we got Joe Klein here, uh, 15 years in the NBA, who also owns a barbecue restaurant. He's here to get cooking tips, so make it count. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Uh, how you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. We're just looking at this snow come down. We're looking at about uh... – I guess uh, a little over 12 hours straight of snow. we got a, probably another 36 to go. So Oof. that's the world we're living in right now. Michael's in Chicago, Joe. Yeah, no, He's having a good time. When it, when it snows there, it's it, it comes. You know a little something about that? Yeah. It, yeah. Don't, it, don't, it don't play. I'd sign up for that snow right now, though, instead yeah, of an inch of ice, ice or half inch of ice. We may be getting a half inch of ice or more. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, no doubt about it. Like the, the good thing here is, like I, I've already been up and out. I got up, got out to the grocery store, got back. Streets are cleared. Everything's fine because they got the equipment to take care of business, mm-hmm. which is something that a lot of us in the South just don't have. That's right. Yes. How was it in Carolina? That's kind of you guys are sort of. I would expect you get it regularly enough when you were there that that was not uh, didn't shut the whole world down for too long. I wouldn't think. Oh, it's a, yeah. We get a couple inches of snow. We're 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 done. Okay. And obviously, the big thing is with the ice, and everybody remembers Atlanta and the snowmageddon thing. Charlotte had our own version. Raleigh had their own version as well of uh, similar things where people were stranded. Folks didn't realize that you're supposed to accelerate as you go up a bridge there you go. and then slow down on the back end. So. <laughs> I got yelled at, or not yelled. Well, I guess the guy was cussing me out. I mean, I couldn't hear him because my window that would was be, That would be a yell. Yeah. I'm going up a hill. I was on, I was on Chenal. This is years ago. And the guy's, like, struggling to get up the hill. And I go around him in the left lane. He's yelling at me. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, sit back here and get stuck behind yeah. you, bro? I mean, like, what do you want from me? I don't know. Yeah, ain't no sense in both of y'all being stuck. No. I mean, we're all, look, I'm out here for you. I care about you, my neighbor. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just trying to get home, dude, and I'm not going to get stuck behind you on this hill. So I'm sorry that you're going one mile an hour and you're having a hard time spinning your wheels. But, like, later, dude. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some football, Michael. And yep. this uh, – look, we usually – usually. We always revel in our opponents struggling. I know it's not uh, probably right – from a biblical standpoint, but we're talking about football here, so we're not going to worry about it. Brian Harson is having some weird things going on with his staff. I mean, his OC quits or resigns, I guess, six weeks after taking the job. I don't know if that was forced or what. Personal reasons, Michael. How, how many personal yeah. reasons have to pop up in six weeks for you to move on to a different job? Uh, I mean, that's, it feels like that's part of the vetting process, right? Like, that should have been handled beforehand, but it does feel like we'll wait for the other shoe to drop. That's always... Every time something is personal reasons, I'm waiting to see what happens next because it's one of those things where they're going to try to bury or his, and at this point it's, it's Davis trying to make sure that he doesn't come out looking bad, but Auburn also they have to be able to say we did vet him, 
but this new stuff came up. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays itself out down the line. Yeah, so you lose your defensive coordinator after the season in Derek Mason, who's obviously got head coaching experience, and now you lose your OC after six weeks, who says he, he realized how much he missed his family and he has desire to spend more time with them. Now, I'd really like to know the backstory there, but regardless, it is a weird thing, not a good look. So I'm not sure where they go from here. I didn't think Harson did a particularly bad job last year. I'm sure Auburn fans weren't real thrilled with the way the season went, but is this a microcosm or is this uh, just a bump in the road, nothing to really worry about, you think, long term? Um, I think that, I mean, obviously, he's someone that guys like to work for, so I think he's gonna, he won't have trouble finding someone. It's not going to be, uh, obviously, he's going to have to elevate somebody. It's gonna be, he's going to be looking for somebody's wide receiver, run game coordinator, one of those guys, mm-hmm. because at this point, most everybody else is kind of locked into the job. So, But people do like working for him, and people see success after working for him. So I think he's going to be able to find somebody. I think the key, the interesting part, are all the all, all of the moving pieces, not just on the staff, but on the field. And obviously the Bo Nix move and then bringing in new guys. In. Like, it's just going to be how they, how they kind of cobble this together after a team that took Alabama to the brink that felt like they were moving in the right direction. Am I crazy to say that it felt like Auburn was moving in the right direction? I thought so. I mean, I know they didn't have a great year, but they were, what, 6-6 six and six this year? But I felt like they were pretty decent. I thought – I mean, I watched and they looked competitive. Yeah. I think – we all respect him because of his connections to Arkansas in the past at Arkansas State. So, I don't know. Yep. When you yeah, get... I, I mean, I, I hope he gets it figured out. But as we know, um, all all SEC schools can be fickle mistresses, but Auburn mm. of all Auburn and Tennessee above all are very ready to look for the next guy. You may like the guy and uh, love coaching for him, but if you have fear that he could be fired here soon. You don't want to be a part of that staff, and that could be an issue that yeah. he's he's looking at. Yeah, and but that's always the fear at Auburn, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, then after six and six, it's perpetual fear, and I don't know that that's healthy or good for trying to build a program that can that in theory at least wants to rival Alabama. It's great for a head coach with the big buyout. You're like, okay, whatever. If you're going to fire me, you're going to pay me. But these assistants yep. don't have those big buyouts. Mal's on. Yeah, so <laughs> they're, they're, they're just out of a job looking for another job. Uh, yesterday yep. I saw a, a great tweet, uh, or exciting tweet to me, that one, the uh, competition committee, one of the main things they want, the number one thing they want to look at, these fake injuries. What, what are you going to do? I mean, how, how, what do you suggest to them? How are you going to stop fake injuries? You're not, and I think that I think this is my problem. That's the reason I said, "Oh, it's overblown." I think that's one of the big things. Mm, the you don't play Ole Miss. One thing, huh? <laughs> you should watch your team play Ole Miss. Right, but but, but but what I'm saying is, in the in the pantheon of college football, the amount of injuries that are fake are are very small compared to things that are actually guys that are actually hurt. Sure. The other part of it is, if this is their number one thing. What are they doing about forward progress? Because mm. more than more than watching it, it's interesting. I will, I'm going to talk about it. It's interesting that you said Ole Miss because Ole Miss is the team that's doing some of the most complaining about fake injuries. And so it's, it's this whole thing, this idea of my team doesn't fake injuries, your team does. So when you watch Ole Miss, you're like, look at Ole Miss's players faking injuries. When Ole Miss watches them play, they look at they say, look at all these other teams faking injuries to try to slow us down. It's all this whole that whole deal. Like so, that's why it's just the squeaky wheel getting the grease. But you're going to sit here and tell because for me at least, watching a lot of college football, I have a much bigger problem with the Ford progress rule. 
with the way that offensive linemen are essentially carrying running backs down the field, that to me is a bigger issue. I'll tell you what um, I don't like the is the inconsistency the way it's it's uh, adjudicated, Michael, is you got a guy who's held up, clearly not advancing. He's got three players around him. And sometimes you'll see the whistle blown after a second or two. Sometimes they let it go eight or nine seconds. Bingo. Exactly. That's a pro- To me, that's a bigger problem. That's a bigger issue. And the other part of it is, what about what about where we spot how we spot the ball? Yeah. We don't have any technology to help with that. We don't have we have nothing. There's no. nothing that you can do. These guys wear GPS. They can at Arkansas. They can tell you how far KJ Jefferson ran over the course of an entire game. They can tell you how far he ran because he's not. He, he's GPS stuff. Ball yeah. is dead at. I, I think there's nothing more accurate than sticks, Michael. I think we can all agree to that. <laughs> a sticks and a retired high school, a retired high school history teacher who wants to stay. There active. you go. So, that, like that's yeah, great. Fantastic. The human like, element. You got to keep the human element in there. I guess. <laughs> so, like, uh, there's that. What about concussions? You want to talk about player safety? What about the fact that do you do, do you guys know that impact monitoring already exists? Like there are sensors that can go into helmets that can let you know if there are hard strikes and then you can pull someone to have them tested for a concussion or you can pull someone after they've been hit X amount of time over above a threshold. Hmm. They have apps that parents that have youth football players could use to monitor their own kids' hits, but they won't use those in the NFL or in college football. Well, there's that, not enough money. That's a bigger problem. Oh, wait. No, that's not it. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Um, speaking of money, let me ask, let me ask you about the NIL deal. Lane Kiffin has spoken out about this. He says he's concerned, and we've got some sound from him. We'll play a little bit later. Concerned that players are going to go where they're paid the most. We've been talking about this for a while now, and I'm kind of started the conversation, although I think we all realize that, well, it was probably an issue before that. Uh, what, uh, what do you think? Is there a way to police this? Should they rewrite some, or should they, I guess, put some, some checks in place? How's that different than before? It's really not. It's just... A, it's 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 basically agreed that it's okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like it's not that's not different than before. Everybody was going where they were paid the most. Yeah. And if you got there and you didn't like it, you leave. It's the same. It's like Quinn Ewers is not a that's not a fantastical case where he was able to get a lot more money going to Oklahoma, going to Ohio State, and then opting to leave and go somewhere else. Like we've seen that happen. We've seen guys end up at Florida State and then be like, no, I don't like it here. End up at USC. Why? It's because they got a bag of cash, or their mom got a job, or their mom got a gift, whatever it was, and then they're like, it's, "This isn't for me. I'm going home." How much so, did you get to go to North Carolina? Did, what did I get to go to North Carolina? How much did they pay you? What'd you get under the table? I I had to pay them. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what? Nobody got. Uh, the, the, the only thing I got to go to UNC was I got I did get to go out drinking when I was 16 in bars. That was I got, I got that was my that was my that was my. That was my bit, my extra benefit. Well, Michael, I got offered a double wide trailer, so take that. Ooh. Double wide. <laughs> to which school? That's that's the good. Yeah, I gotta keep it. I gotta keep it. Okay. But that no, wasn't enough. Double. Obviously wide not. My own double wide. Trailer. What if you asked for a triple wide? Would they have? Would that have been enough? They would have come through. Would that have sealed the deal? Could have. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, we're gonna uh, run. Be careful out there. We're gonna. Probably pack it in tonight and not go outside for two days. So yeah. we'll talk to you in a couple you weeks. Guys stay safe, man. Take watch out for that ice. Stay safe, and yeah, if you can. Hopefully, there's not a lot of power outages. That's one of the yeah. the big things, especially because I, I noticed. I, and I went home in December, and then I came back here, and one thing I noticed, I was like, they have all these power lines that are up. 
and here everything is underground. Yeah. And that's another huge difference that I just hadn't thought about until I lived here for a while. Yep. No, we definitely have issues with that, so we'll keep an eye out. Man, I appreciate the time. Thanks right. Thanks so much. See you later. It's, it's always great. Talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. All right, take later. care.